Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, the show where you get comics, pop culture, and sports. And it is sports time as we are talking round two, well, most of round two, in the Stanley Cup playoffs. I'm your host, as always, Matt Pierce. Somber today. Uh, but uh, joining me is uh, probably a much happier Craig Needles. How the heck are you, Craig? I'm doing all right. All right. Very all right. Yeah. Ready for round two. Yeah, the about first time. time I said that. Yeah. yeah. First time you said that. What was the? What were the numbers? Two thousand and four. Uh, you beat Ottawa. Was that the seven game series against Ottawa where Ottawa imploded in game seven? Uh yes. That was the Joe Newendike game. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the Joe Newend. Well, depending on which fan base you're from, it's either the Joe Newendike game or the Patrick Willeen game. Either True. Way, yeah. That's what. That was the last time. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, last time you were there, oh. oh what happened in 04? What happened in the rest of 04? Refresh my memory. They uh, lost to the Flyers in six games in a series where they lost multiple overtime games. So, oh, yeah. Was that in the second round or in the that was had to be the second that round, right? Second round. Yeah, that second was, round. So, was that the year Ronick scored the overtime winner and that was the that was the Ronick year. Yes, that was uh, one of the uh, games in that series. And that was a series where it's uh, just. You could have, you played that series ten times and each team was going to win five. Yeah, and yeah. Unfortunately, just... yeah. Unfortunately, the coin flip didn't go your way that particular season. But here we are, the Toronto Maple Leafs, after a a pretty grueling slash hilarious slash uh, I don't know. It was, it was it was exciting. It was an exciting series that uh, that they played with Tampa Bay. Um, Tampa with a couple missteps here and there. They uh, they really uh, let game. four four slip away and uh they, i mean they let games three and four slip away four four in particular was 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 pretty brutal even though i the leafs dominated that third period which is why i i have trouble saying that the leafs like the leafs stole game three game three was more of a steal to me game four uh, did, the leafs were so I, dominant I in that just, third period in overtime that it was tough for me to call it a steal they yeah they they were they were but they they still you know won a game in which they were down by three goals with 10 minutes left you know like that's i think that's still that's going to be a steal no matter what that said they played better in game four than they did in game three and i, I keep seeing this on like oh tampa bay dominated five of the six games like expected goals for the series wound up being tampa bay 51 percent toronto 49 percent like wound up being pretty close uh here's the difference in the series Ilya samsonov played better than andrea vasilevsky did yeah, and I was banging that drum the entire series. I don't know if you were watching me on Twitter. Nobody had the guts. Nobody, especially nobody up here, because everybody I think was kind of afraid to jinx it. As far as like the Leafs beat writers and the bloggers yeah. and whatnot, right? I but like, oh man, Vasilevsky like garbage in this series because then just oh well, now he's going to put up three consecutive shutouts and the Leafs are going to be out of the playoffs. So I wasn't going to say that out loud. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, he did not good series. And here's the other thing, and I actually was talking about this with the Tampa Bay fan on Twitter because. Uh, one of the analytics people is like, I don't understand how Toronto won this series, which it was just a trolling post because, like, if you look at the analytics, it was like, you know, a relatively close series. Anyway, um, but here's the stat that tells you it, why, like, this is what is different for the Leafs this time than the years past. The Leafs shot 75 or 25% in overtime. Out of the 12 shots that they sent towards Andre Vasilevsky in overtime of this series, 25% of them, three, Went in the net. Yeah. Ilya Samsonov faced eight shots in overtime in this series. He stopped all of them. And that was yeah. the that was a series right there. 
And none of them were particularly dangerous either. The ones that Tampa Bay had, I, I don't, I don't remember a, a no. in any of in any of the overtimes. I don't remember a like whoa Mike, moment, right? Mike Yesbot in Game Six had kind of a, a one-on-one rush that was a little bit dangerous looking, but no, Samsonov didn't have to really make any great saves in OT. He had to make some pretty incredible saves in Games Three and Four to keep them in it, though. And he was his best game of the series was Game Six, so he yes. was really good. Uh, Vasilevsky didn't really have a game like maybe game five, but generally Vasilevsky didn't really have a game where it was like, oh, he's why they won tonight. That didn't happen. No. You can kind of make you could make that argument pretty good for Samsonov in game six for Toronto, though. Yeah, it, it, it really hasn't happened. Like Vasilevsky's been, he, you know, people don't really want to talk about it, but he's been mid like somewhat recently. Like so, somebody posted, a, there was a stat that got posted. Well, I think. since. Go ahead. Like last year, the, the Toronto series, they they won because of him. Yeah, that's true. From the third period of Game Six th- through the end of Game Seven, so we're talking about five periods. The least peppered that guy with shots. He allowed one goal. If he allows one more goal in that time frame, the Leafs would have won the series. Mm. Like he was, he was phenomenal. He was great against Florida in the follow up round, and he was. He was fine against New York. He didn't really need to be great. And then against Colorado, he wasn't that good. But uh, the dude is is good. Like he, he he's been good for a long time. But that was just never going to last forever, and it didn't last into this series. Yeah, it just I some I think it was Money Puck posted uh, how the goaltenders were doing about four games in or something, and it, and it was like uh, Vasilevsky was. 16th out of 17 eligible goaltenders, and the only one who was worse than him was the inexplicable uh, Mark Andrew Fleury game two start that he got. And we'll, you know, I guess talk about that series because uh, I mean, I guess the only question I have for, I mean, we'll we'll save the Dallas Minnesota. Um, But yeah, I mean, the Leafs, I mean, they look good, man. I'm staring at it right now, Craig. And I know you you won't entertain this thought, but as a guy who have, who has no, I, I'm having a hard time not seeing the Toronto Maple Leafs playing at least playing for a Stanley Cup final. I don't know if they're going to win it because they might be in tough against uh, what I believe to be either Vegas or uh, Edmonton. I think whoever wins that series is going to come out of the West. But yeah, I'm having a hard time picturing an East team beating uh, beating uh, well I'm beating the Leafs in, uh, four to seven times. Here's my question. What do the Leafs play in the playoffs like now that the whole, well, you guys are never going to win around thing is gone? What does that look like? We don't know yet. Mm. It may look great. I don't think it's going to look bad. I'm just like, it, it's, there's no way it hurts them. There's no way it makes their performance worse than it was against Tampa Bay. But it could help them. And I'm seeing all this thing, oh, the Leafs are going to struggle with, with Florida's forecheck. I, I don't know if that's true. Like, no. Florida's players just aren't as smart as Tampa Bay's players when it comes to forechecking. Like they're like Tampa Bay is just such a smart, smart forechecking team. And and look, Kachuk's a smart forechecker, of course he is, but just the depth isn't quite the same. Like it's just like they're gonna have spots in the lineup they can pick. Like Mark Stahl should not be participating in second round playoff games in 2023. That's not a thing that should be happening. The Leafs are gonna have spots they can pick at here. So I I think they should be the favorite in this series. Of course, weird stuff happens. We'll see how Samsonov plays in round two. We'll see how Bobrovsky plays in round two, but they should be the favorite in this series, which means they're going to get to the conference finals. And, you know, we'll, we'll see who they see out of, if they get there out of the Rangers, Devils and Hurricanes. As of, as we're recording this, the Rangers are down to nothing in game seven. So it looks like it's going to be Devils or Hurricanes either way. 
Um, they should probably be the favorite in that series. Shouldn't they? Oh, yo, they are. They are. They absolutely are. Vegas has them as Vegas has them as minus one sixty-five for the series. So, so they're 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 favorite. No, no, no. In... I mean, I mean, if, if if they if they beat Florida, they should be favorite against whoever they play next. You would suspect. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely for sure. There's no there's there's no way they they have home ice in perpetuity now. Don't don't they? They, they will not have home ice against the Devils or Hurricanes. They oh, they won't against Florida. They will not. Oh, interesting. I was unaware of that. Uh, they have it over any West team, though. Should they? Uh, should they make the finals? If, if... yes, yeah, um, that is correct. So, I mean, let's talk about that Florida-Boston series. Uh, Boston goes up three-one, like we all kind of thought they would. I, I had Boston in five, I think, or five or six, um, and then they just kind of. Don't they, they? They just kind of don't put the foot on the throat of the of the Florida Panthers. It was it. I mean, like Omar with the absolute gaff in Game Six that leads to the overtime goal to force the game the Game Seven, and then yeah, they, they go to sway. It was just weird. The weird the weirdest thing that I think well, I was. Part, did you see that report? Did you see the report that Omar was playing with a hip injury? Yeah, it, I, I did read that, which is why I was, which, I was. But like, if that's the case, why is Swayman not playing like three games ago? Yeah, it it didn't make, and they did that all season. That was the whole thing, the whole like rallying call of this seer of this Bruins season that is now historic in in a couple of ways. Was you know Swayman and Olmark doing that double hands in the air hug celebration after sixty eight wins or whatever the hell they had, and then it, it, like they worked in tandem all season. And if he, like he, if he was hurt when you were up three one, just go to Swayman. Just say, oh, Olmark's nursing a little thing here, and Swayman's been our guy the whole year. And then, or Sway, you know, we've done this whole all the whole year. This guy, I mean, not to the extent that the Minnesota Wild did it, but like, you know, it would it it would have made complete sense the way uh, the the way the, you know the the way yeah. these two guys it made it work, right? Like yeah. it's just. I don't know. It, it's it's weird to me. It, I I didn't get it. That that was the big. If you're a Boston Bruins fan, I mean, there was the Marshawn uh, at the end of game. There was the breakaway at the end of game five. That was crazy. Uh, but other than that, I'm just like I don't know. Like, what what do you point at other than like I don't I don't know what you point at other than I think you point at. You point at the coaching staff for not making the goalie switch. Yeah. If, if Allmark was hurt, was the thing, you say to the coaching staff, we have a backup who was really good this year. Not even a backup. We just have another guy who plays on this team who's really good this year. Why was he not in there? That, to me, is something you point at. But if you look uh-huh. at control of the play, and like they were pretty good. But the other thing I think that you have to consider if you're a Bruins fan here is that like the Bruins were good. The Bruins were a very good team during the season. But the percentages really skewed their way. Yeah, they were they were both good and lucky. They were both of those, and and luck was what drove them to be that historically good. And the shooting percentages and the save percentages went away for them as the series wore on. Yeah, it's true. It's just like we did, we all knew that they were getting we, we, we all knew that they were getting lucky, but it, it was yeah. To the extent of how, because we also, like you said, we knew that they were good, and it was just going to come down to like, hey, you know, how how 
You know, they, like they're gonna like the, we knew the Bruins were gonna come back down to earth, but I just don't think we knew that they were gonna come crashing. And like R.I.P. to uh, everybody's Oilers Bruins bracket that uh, I was very adamant on when we recorded our round one podcast that. Hey, sorry everybody, but there's no way that uh, all, all those teams are going. There's no way that all those. Uh, there's, there's no way it's going to be Bruins Oilers because about 95% of individuals on the internet were like, "Yeah, it's going to be Oilers Bruins." And I'm like, "Well, I know one thing's for sure, and it's Oilers Bruins. Like Oilers Bruins ain't happening. Didn't quite not happen in the, in the way I thought, but here we are. All right, like so, our RIP to about 95% of the brackets out there. Um, I got the Leafs in four, Greg. <clears throat> really? Yep. I got the Leafs in four. I don't know if I can go that far. Yep. I mean, the, and the, and like, if, if I could, if if I could, if I could quote, what, what was it, Pawn Shop or Pawn Wars or whatever the hell that thing was, I like, if I could, you know, best I could do for Florida is five games. Like, I just best I can do is five games. Like, I, I think, the, I think the Leafs are the better team too, and. Mm-hmm. I think they should win this series. Mm-hmm. They should. They should win this series. But because if you look at like, remember, the Bruins just absolutely handled these guys the first four games of this series. Yeah, they absolutely handled this Panther team, and then just things started getting tight, and Boston started having some goaltending problems. But like this Panther team, you can you can take it to them if you're smart and if you're deep, and the Leafs are both those. Um. And the Panthers were also a little bit lucky to be here, too. Like, mm. you know, the Boston won the deserve to win meter for most of these games. Game game five was, was 50-50 over at Money Puck, but the rest of them, Boston kind of Boston kind of won. Um, and the Panthers, who were kind of, you know, chasing the play a little bit, wound up getting the breaks at the right time. So good for them. But the Leafs are the better team here. They should win this series, but... That doesn't. That's not always the way it plays out, but I think that the, I think that the Leafs should win this series for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we could talk about you know a team that probably should have won if we uh, slide over to the West and talk about my Avalanche, who unfortunately uh, their uh, a chance to uh, defend the Stanley Cup championship gets cut uh, shorter than I think we all thought it would. Uh, I had them going far, but. Uh, it was uh, painfully clear about three games into this series, even though I think they were up 2-1 after game three, that, yeah, this team ain't going far. It's just not possible based on just the well, sheer... Yeah. No, it wasn't their year in terms of just the... I mean, they probably still should have won this this uh, Seattle series. Of, of all the teams that uh, have advanced, and we're, we're still waiting to see what happens with the Devils Rangers, the only team that was, I guess, technically, quote-unquote, upset was... Uh, the Avalanche, based on statistics, because they were the only one with uh, better uh, goals for, because Florida even expectedly had a better uh, expected goals for percentage than, than the Bruins, which was weird. Uh, yeah, it just wasn't their year. Just too, too much weird shit happening, right? Like, they lost 500 games to man injuries. They go in the playoffs. They get the... Uh, the, the weird thing that's going on with Valerian Nachushkin, where we still don't know what the full story behind that is and it, it just it, it, man that's gonna be weird when that finally comes out and I, i'm just they couldn't get depth scoring the like I, I don't i think seattle won 
the first game three to one, and then they won the final four of their they, the final three of their games by one goal. So you figure if if nothing happens, then Chushkin in game three, you know, he probably comes up with at least one goal, and they eliminate uh, Seattle. Obviously, yeah, the most ir- eight couple stats. Yeah, I'm gonna read you a couple stats here that that will tell us what happened in this series. Mm-hmm. Here's the first one: the Seattle Kraken had 15 players who scored a goal in this series. Yeah. And they got zero goals from Jared McCann, who scored 40 goals in the regular season. Mm-hmm. They had 15 players who scored a mm-hmm. series. Here, so do you care to guess how many Colorado <laughs> goals occurred in this series that were not scored or assisted by Miko Rantanen, Nathan McKinnon, Cal McCarr, Devin Taves? Scored and assisted by? I would guess zero. Scored or assisted by. There were zero. Yeah. They did not get a single goal that not none of those four players were involved in. Yeah. And that was going to be the thing for Colorado this year, uh, especially once the Nachushkin thing happened, was they just are not as as they were when they won the Cup. You take away Kadri, you take away Landis Cog, you take away Burakovsky, who also didn't play in the series for Seattle. Um, yeah. You take away those guys, and all of a sudden you, have, you go from having an elite second line to having your third third line be your second line and it just it was a problem for them all year depth scoring and depth scoring didn't come for them here because i i heard someone say oh seattle shut down the uh, the vaunted attack of the colorado avalanche no they didn't colorado's best guys all got theirs the problem was nobody else on colorado got anything but like you know nathan mckinnon had three goals and four assists in the series ranson had seven goals in the series like those guys those guys got what they were supposed to get it was the fact that no one else on the roster was it was a problem. Yeah, and you just you watch the way that game seven goes too is it, it, the Seattle Kraken get a goal that goes off of Ben Meyer's hand. The McKinnon goal gets called back in the in the third. The tying goal gets called back in the third period by you know because the guy was a centimeter offside because apparently oh, that's oh, how. Oh, oh, hold on a second. I thought I'm pushing back. He was offside by a foot and a half. Yeah, I. He was, he, I yeah, he was it, like, he was definitely offside, but it, it, it's just like this yeah, is not what, what I say. What I hate about offside reviews is the one that's like, oh, let's watch this four times, a fifth time, a sixth time to see if he was mm-hmm. offside. That one we had to watch once in real time, and we all knew. You know? Yeah, so like, it, to me, it, to I, me, it's the like, it, it's the they didn't score right off the rush on the entry. It was no, and that one, okay. They entered offside. Seattle gets all five of their guys back in the zone, set up, and then the Avs dance around with the puck for another thirty seconds and then score. That's that, where it's um, like, yeah. That's that's where yeah, it's like. It's like it should be a, a time limit. I don't. I can. Here's the thing, though. How would you do it? And, no, and I know. I, it's just, yeah. So here's what I'll say about. Remember the in the in the women's gold medal game, when um when Sarah Nurse was offside by like, she was offside by like four feet in Canada mm-hmm. scored. Yeah. And like as soon as the puck went in, I'm like, oh, that's coming back. So we can't have that. We can't have that happen in hockey. It's rare, but we can't have it happen. But yeah. that means that if we're going to do it by a review, the Sarah Nurse being offside by four feet and someone being offside by a centimeter are both going to have to be the same thing. And I don't like it, but th- th- there's no there's no other way to legislate it, right? So either yeah. we're going to have to live with goals where Sarah Nurse is offside by four feet or we're going to have to have centimeter reviews. That one, though... Maybe the offside review rule should be okay. You the referees get to watch it twice, and if they can't tell after the second time, then the goal stands. Uh, that one you would have only needed to watch it once. 
Yeah. It's it, it, like it was definitely but, offside, but, like, but we. It's not like it's not like there were Seattle guys who were caught up ice because of the offside or whatever. Yeah. Like it, they like they had a chance to recover from that and did not do it. That is, yeah. I would agree with. Yeah, which is upsetting. I mean, obviously, and and it you know it it just kind of sucks. That Seattle team is really mid. They are really, really mid. They don't have a single guy that scares you when they're carrying the puck. Uh, fuck Philip Grubauer. Like honestly, fuck that guy right in the ear. Like that, that, that he honestly might be my most hated uh, non. Like, like just. It, it, like if I can take it way back to to you know the the 1996 with the with the horrible with the Red Wings and whatnot and how they were just the uh, just the war you, you, you know like it was it was it's considered the most heated rivalry in the history of sports but at the very least there was like a begrudging respect for uh, b- between the two teams as far as like they all had extreme talent on both sides that's what made those series yeah so now, so there great was, there was one guy in Colorado who did not receive respect from the Red Wings fair um, yeah but, that was yes. uh, senor Le- senor Lemieux uh, but that would be yes but yeah you're right though everyone kind of like all right we're the two best teams we've got a bunch of Hall of Fame players on both these teams like that yeah I would agree with that this being billed as which it was because like Eddie Olchek, who does the play-by-play for the uh, for the Kraken, was also given the national broadcast to do this, and I had to listen to that for seven straight games, which is irritating as all get out. Also, whoever was running the camera for TNT in that thing was awful, making everybody seasick, never not being able to track the puck. That was freaked up. But this fucking guy, Philip Grubauer, we bring him in. After he rode the fucking coattails of I don't even remember who it was. It was Samsonov, wasn't it? Who or who was it that that he rode the fucking coattails of Braden to Holby. his? Oh, it was Holtby. Thank you. It was Braden Holtby. He rode the fucking coattails of Braden Holtby to get his fake button. Uh, so if you can hear me, Philip Gruber, which I know you can't, but your your Stanley Cup ring is fucking fake. The team won that in spite of you. We trade for you. We drag his bum ass to Vesna votes with that goddamn. Uh, with that awesome defense that we had, we get to the Vegas series. He absolutely fucking costs us the Vegas series in, in the bubble. Nick Holden with fucking flubs from the point in game six. He lets go between his legs. Then he we, we try to bring him back. He takes the money and fucking runs to Here's Seattle. Here. After costing us yeah, the Vegas I'm, series. Hold on, let me finish my rant, Craig. Let me finish my rant, and then I'll let right. you off to it. He takes the money, and he fucking runs to Seattle. He plays minor league. Like, he should have been out of the league for two years that he's been there in Seattle with his sub-900 goaltending. And he shows up in this fucking series with a 9-5. Fuck you. Honestly, fuck you, Philip Grubauer. Fuck you in the ear. I mean, anyway, rant over. Go ahead. I feel better. Go ahead, Craig. Yeah. That's fair. Um, yeah. What was he going to do with the money? Like, the money wasn't close. Like, go live in Seattle. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. But it's like, just irritating. It's just, like, like, to, for, to watch him put up 888s two years in Seattle. And, like, and then. Did he, did he stayed in, in Colorado and they didn't trade for Darcy Kemper? Do you want to run last? I mean, not that? now. Not now. But it's just obviously I that's your. To, to watch him cost us that fucking <laughs> Vegas series and then show up here and put up a 9-5 against us. Like, fuck you. And then they were, like, billing it as, like, a Grubauer revenge series. And I'm a Grubauer revenge series. He took the money and fucking ran. And then we had to trade for Kemper. And we like, actually made a fucking save in a big spot that, for like, us, Colorado, right? Like, as I just indicated, 
Colorado won the Stanley Cup after he left. Like, what? Like, what are they, they're sad about what happened. I think they're okay with how last season went. No, actually. it's fine. It's, yeah. I just, I that was just so fucking irritating that that guy. I just so that fucking Nick Holden goal in Game Six. Oh, his goal to save above expected for the series was was two point nine per money puck, which put him fourth um, yeah. amongst. Uh, and now, uh, I suspect that, you know, we'll see what happens in the third period here, but Akira Schmid is probably about to pass him uh, as far as the doubles <laughs> yeah, go. fair. Uh, uh, but, uh, yeah, he had a really nice series. Ilya Sorokin, by the way, um, according to Money Puck, was the third best goalie in the uh, opening round of the playoffs, and his team, I'm like... I'm surprised by that. He was very man, good. That team, that's, not, that's not a very good team, man. Like, I picked them to win that series, and I feel really stupid now. Uh, but I did think Sorokin was going to be good, and he was really good. It just well, it didn't matter. Anyway. Uh, yeah, yeah, and the one bad goal he let in was the series ender, which, like, we can, yeah, we can talk about that one right now. Yeah. Well, let's, let's, let's transition that series. Uh, I thought the Islanders were going to win that series. I thought they would slow yeah. things down. I thought they would just gut it up and that Sorokin would be enough. And they did that in a couple they, of games. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, they did those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it turns out the New York Islanders couldn't put the puck in the other team's net. No, and that's a they, big part of winning. Like, Hor- Horvat didn't score the whole series, did he? Correct. Which he was not I'm... very good. Yeah, he, he, he was he, he was getting right from the New York media for not being very good in the series too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's weird if it sticks the way we're going. Both New York teams are, are going to be gone, gone, right? So, yeah. well, uh, well, here's the other thing, and 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 maybe this is kind of you know shows for some of the Ranger rosters at like oh, like, oh they have a nice roster, but um, Shesterkin. Uh, 7.3 goal save above expected for the playoffs. That's the best. It's going into tonight. That, that doesn't count tonight's game. Uh, but he was phenomenal. He's been phenomenal in the series. And they still might lose. Yeah. So if you're, you're thinking to yourself, if you're the Rangers, like, wait a minute. Like, our, our best player was the best player in this series. And yeah, the Devils had a bit of a goalie run here. But our best player was the best player in this series. And we still didn't win? Like yeah. if you're the again, see we'll see what happens in this third period here. But if you're the Rangers, that is a troubling, troubling turn of events. Yeah, and it's a two-goal lead. This year, a big year. Yeah, traded for Patrick Kane, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, you're trading for Kane. You're trading for Tarasenko. Like you, you've kind of loaded up here, and this is not the result you were expecting and you can't even say hey hockey's random we got goalie like no your goal like the goalies played about equally well like both like both sides got good goaltending you guys just couldn't control the puck enough to win the hockey games was the problem that you were facing and that's not what you want so we'll see how this winds up going new jersey by the way currently sitting at 3.57 expected goals. So I, I know we're giving live updates of a game that'll be over by the time people hear this, but uh, just circum playing really well again tonight, even though they're down to nothing is all, is all I'm trying to say. That is very concerning for the Rangers. Yeah, it's 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 tough right now. And like, if it is to come to pass, where where the I mean, we're again we're recording this. Can't stress this enough. We're recording this as the third period's going on. They literally just dropped the puck, and two goal leads can evaporate like fucking that. I, I've been going. I've been saying to you that like we've seen like three goal leads in this new in this brand spanking new NHL um, of of fast pace that we got. Three goal leads aren't shit. We've seen some. We've seen two multiple three goal leads evaporate. The Oilers did it once, and the uh, well, Edmonton. Or- 
Well, Toronto and Edmonton raised three goal leads in this. In this yeah, game. and didn't didn't LA erase a three goal lead or a three goal deficit in that game six, and they ended up losing anyway or something like that? Uh, no, they erased a two goal deficit in game uh, two in one and a whole. Yeah. So there there have been like yeah that that's actually something to consider. There have been several like high profile blown leads in this playoff so far, and mm-hmm. none of them were blown by Leafs. So that's good. <laughs> yeah. Um... Yeah, Car- Carolina's just got it. I'm, I'm probably going to pick Carolina. Actually, I don't know because it's, it's going to be tough because the Devils got this this uh, Asa Kira Schmidt here uh, thing going. Uh, I, I like New Jersey in the series. Yeah, I, I might too. If if it's if it, it just depends if this uh, Kira Schmidt thing is a uh, is. Are we going pumpkin here? But it's also just weird because, like, I picked the Rangers to win this series. I think we both did. Didn't we both pick the Rangers to win this series? We both picked the Rangers. I picked, I picked yeah. the Rangers in seven. So, yeah, seven. We, I, yeah, I think we both had them in six, according to my sheet. But who knows? I might have written that down. The point oh, is we both picked the Rangers. And then the Rangers won the first two games in Jersey. And yeah. they're heading back to Madison Square Garden. And I was thinking, okay, this series is over. And then they they, they – just biffed the two games at home and and like going down four nothing or whatever in that game three when they had the chance to really step on the throat of the devils that's that's where you got to look at it is like ooh <laughs> you know we really really let that one slip away but uh you had, basically the rangers had their we're, we're going to advance in the series if they could have won one of games three or four at madison square garden and they won neither mm-hmm Dallas and Minnesota, so, yeah, Craig. Yeah, yeah, let's talk Dallas, Minnesota because that was, uh, uh, that was a fun I've, series. If if well, it wasn't. I was gonna say if a series falls in the woods and nobody hears it, did it actually happen? Like, no. I just like what I liked about the series was it was a series where people were mad at one another. It was uh, that's it was true. A bit of a nasty series, which is okay. Yeah. It yeah. did get a little nasty, but I mean, there there wasn't much ink spilled on this series, other than why the hell did Marc Andre Fleury get that game two start after Gustafson that had was fifty one saves or whatever? And it, it that, honestly, it flipped the series for me. Like it it, it absolutely flipped the series. All because the, they both split, and then Dallas won the last two, I guess. But like, man, I don't know what but, that but, was. So, both games in Texas. If yeah. the Wild went to Texas and won both games. Again, we're, like the Rangers made lose after doing that, but uh, that would have been a very, very tough thing, tough hole for Dallas to dig out of, and they uh, were able to still win the series. So, uh, would they have won if they had played Gustin Game Two instead of Mark Andre Fleury? I don't know, but they probably would have had a better chance. It sure would have, because like there were so many, like he let in about a bazillion softies in that game. Like I don't, I get, I mean, be nice to people out there, kids. Mark Andre Fleury has extended his, his, he's been washed up for three years, and he's extended his career, and he'll probably get re-signed by Minnesota That's... again next year. Only two years. He won the Vesna, uh not this, not the season before, but the season. Yeah, you know but... what I mean? Like he didn't. Yeah, I suppose. He won but... a lot. Well, yeah. Either but... way, it's not been a years. Yeah. Um, and he's got point five on his contract next year. Like that's he's he's got a deal for next year. It's worth three point five million dollars. He's got oof. a full no move, and even if he retires, that stays on Minnesota's cap. And there's one thing that team does not need more of: it's dead cap dollars for next year because they're already sitting at fourteen point seven million for those two big buyouts. So uh, I suspect that Flurry will be their goaltender once again. Ooh, and just play that, him less, I guess. Just play him less, and then never start him in the playoffs. Is uh, 
it's the strategy there, I guess, right? He's going to be 39 years old. Like, yeah. When we're, you know, making decisions about playoff starts next year. So uh, I can't, other than that weirdo Brodeur run in 2014, you can't think of a lot of goalies who have been that age where there's been a big deep run, right? No, absolutely not. So, yeah, like I said, don't, like, just use him as your backup goalie next year and don't ever, ever think about starting him next year unless you're uh, playing Colorado in the first round, I guess, Minnesota. Then play Mark Andre Fleury all seven, all four games, I guess. Um, can we talk about the Jets? Yeah, we can. Uh, before I do, uh, Dallas, Seattle. Uh, I got Dallas in four. I, I got four sweeps. I got two really? sweeps. Not four sweeps. I got two sweeps in, in round two, Craig. You know, this is a bad matchup for Seattle. It's because Seattle And Dallas Seattle actually has... Yeah. Dallas has dudes down the lineup that can play with Seattle's dudes down the lineup. You know what I mean? Like, this is just mm-hmm. a bad matchup from that perspective because Seattle, what they like to do is just overwhelm you with their depth and Dallas is really good and they're, they're, they're deep. Uh, I like... I, I, I was going to say Stars and Five. I think that the Stars... Yeah. Uh, should be the heavy favorites in this series. And I think that the, the numbers folks would agree with me on that. Yeah, I, I got Dallas uh, taking out Seattle. And, I, and I'm and i just, you know, I'm going to watch the series. And then it, 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 as soon as the first Grubauer softie goes in, you know, I'm just, I'm going to be seething. Just absolutely seething. Because I, like, watch him get pulled in like two of the four games or something like that, right? And I'm just going to be like... Oh, <laughs> like this fucking guy. Uh, yes, Jets, Vegas. Uh, you seem like you had some some stuff you wanted to talk. Oh, yeah, we got to talk about what the fuck's going on with this Jets thing. First off, they lose in four. Yeah. They sh- get was it game three or game four where they biffed the the they had the they erased a three goal lead too, didn't they? The Jets. They were down four one and then forced the tie, but then lost it in overtime. So that's and another high for that was that was game. That was game three, where they were down 4-1, yeah. came back to tie it, and then lost a note. Mm-hmm. Interesting thing That's, just happened uh, in the Devils game there, but we're not going to talk about it. Um, yeah, I, Winnipeg's got to blow it up. they got to blow it the hell up. Like, just yes, full... Tear, right? You have to tear down the studs. You have the coach of the team going out and putting the the effort of the roster on blast after an elimination game. Yeah. Saying, well, we didn't show up tonight. Like, these guys just, they weren't ready or whatever it was. And you've already said you're bringing Rick Bonus back. So I think that if you're the Jets, it's just got to be, you've got to say, we're taking calls on everybody. Mm-hmm. Everybody. Yeah. We're taking Hellebuck, calls everything on included. whoever you Hellebuck, if you want, like maybe the one guy you say you're not taking calls on is Morrissey just because he's signed forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but whoever you want to talk about, we will talk about that player with you. Hellebuck has one year left at $6.1 million, then he's a UFA. Uh, you look at some of the other guys in the roster with one year left. Dylan DeMello, uh, Brendan Dillon, one year left in UFA. Uh, one year left in RFA for Pierre-Luc Dubois, and we already know where he's going to be in September of 2024, so what is he, mm-hmm. where is he going to spend <laughs> yeah. his time between? Yeah, yeah he's going to have one um, year, right? I actually wouldn't mind if the Avs took a flyer on him. At, what's, his, I, what's, I, what, what's his hit right now? His hit doesn't exist, so he's got a... He's restricted this coming season. Yeah. So he doesn't have a contract. 
Now, I would suspect that if he's traded to any team that's not Montreal, he is going to sign a one-year contract with that team and then move yeah. along to Montreal. That's going to be his plan. But if you're Colorado and you can get him one year at seven million bucks, I'm just making up a number here. One yeah. year at seven, seven and a half million dollars. Is well, might be worth a first-round pick to me, and mm-hmm. a little something else in order to hear like Dubois, right? You at least have a... now. Well, let me ask you this, Pierce. Mark Shifley has one year left, six point one two five million dollars. I think that that's worth a little something if you're Colorado, right? You can do something there. Yeah, I should yeah. certainly try to get one of their uh, two centers. That's for sure. <laughs> yes, if, I, if they're available, I would suspect that neither of those guys, neither of those guys, will still be members of the Winnipeg Jets by the middle of July. It would be mm. my suspicion, right? Because if you're the Jets, you can't just have the guy go to free agency in a year that you're probably not going to win the cup anyway. If you're going to have Pierre Luc Dubois on your roster this year and you're not Montreal, you have to believe you're going to win the Stanley Cup, and I don't think there's any way the Jets can actually believe that. Was that Truba again who just did the thing there, Craig? I did not have the game on in front of me, but did Truba oh. do something bad? Yeah, uh, yeah, it was him. Yeah, yeah, he sure did. <laughs> it's Truba doing the damn thing. Who, who did he uh, get? Uh, 50, who's 50? No, who's 96 on the Devils? Oh, it's Meyer. It's Meyer, Meyer, yeah. Yeah, sorry, I, I'm not watching with sound on right now, so I'm, I'm, all I see is a, is a big old blow up at the blue line there. Um... Yeah, it, it's it's a total teardown, and and you yeah, and I'm talking. You probably got to get rid of Shovel Day off too, right? Because Shovel Day off is proven for he's they've been a guy. They've already said he's back. They've oh. already said he and Bonus are both back. It's like, well, this ownership in Winnipeg is not aggressive to making no, these changes. No, they're not. The like Bonus, I would be, I'd be fine with keeping because you don't need a new coach. You, you don't need to bring in a new guy until you know uh, what's up, and a, a veteran guy like Bonus. Uh, could be all right for keeping around. So that, like, keeping around for, but like, this has got to be a complete tear. And, and the reason I say you got to get rid of Shevel Dayoff is because Shevel Dayoff has been so hesitant. And it, it, you, you know that I've said this for uh, like a good five, six years now that he just, when it it comes time to make a deal, the guy can't pull the trigger. And it, like, he just, he, he can't, he needs to shit or get off the pot. And he always gets off the pot. And it, it just, he's got to go. And I don't, think Shovel Dayoff has the, the chutzpah necessary to facilitate all of the, like a, a what has to be a complete and utter teardown of I, the Winnipeg I agree Jets. entirely, but this ownership group in Winnipeg is low. Like, Shovel Dayoff was the general manager when they moved from Atlanta. Like, they was the first guy they hired. Yeah. That's 12 years ago now, I think. Like, yeah, it's, it's time they just, for him they, to go. They don't yeah, it's, lose it's in the front office. You're right. It's time. Like, he's built a group of players that seem to hate each other. <laughs> like, yeah. like they don't like playing there. They don't like playing with each other. It's just, uh, it's 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 an ugly, messy situation. Uh, Wheeler, a, by the is, way, yeah, Wheeler has one year left at eight point two five. If you ate half of that, you can get some stuff for Blake Wheeler too. So like, yeah, they, they could tear this down to the studs if yeah. that's what they wanted to. And you go into next year and you think to yourself, hey, we can be like, it's not as sexy as the Connor Bedard sweepstakes. But if I'm running the Jets, I'm going in the next year thinking that I'm in the Max Celebrini sweepstakes. Yeah. I'm just tearing it down, building it up. Because, like, we talked about how long some of these rebuilds have taken. If you look at Chicago, if you look at Buffalo, uh, the Jets could do this real quick. Mm-hmm. Because if they said, okay, we're trading guys, 
they would get a lot of really good offers real quick. You could sure. be bad for a year and then be right back in the playoff hunt a year later if you're smart about how this goes. Yeah, and like you said, so, keep yeah. Josh Morrissey because you don't want to go full scorched earth like the the Buffalo Bills did. Morrissey's Morrissey's signed until 2028. Like exactly, you know, right? Yeah. So uh, I would say everyone other than Josh Morrissey is is, and you never want to get rid of your maybe, defense, your defenseman like that years, either, right? Yeah, yeah. You've got two years left with Ehlers at six million bucks. So like, you know, maybe you're not you're not looking to move that contract. But yeah, I think everybody else, you're at least like you're t- you're willing to take a call on. If if Dubois is on this roster in September, that's just mismanagement because if you, unless I guess you're thinking you can trade him at the deadline, and maybe that's yeah. what the thought process. Yeah, yeah, that, just, that I would be I would be fine with that. If if their thing is we think we could get like I mean, do you tear it down in the off season or do you wait to trade all these guys in the I at think the deadline because you think you can get more. I think it's a group of players that clearly don't like each other, or at the very least, yeah, there's some sort right. of talk in the locker room that you've just got to figure out. Some of these guys have to not be here anymore. True, you've just yeah. got to change the mix of personalities who are in this locker room. Kyle Connor's another one where you probably are holding on to him. You've got him signed another three years, but everybody else, yeah, you're taking calls. Gotta go, gotta go. Uh, not much to say about Vegas other than uh, Mark Stone uh, playing like a guy who was healthy two months ago. Uh, um, Oilers Kings. I mean, the Kings had a real shot there, uh, for the upset. Yeah. And that, that was a lot of the, uh, that, that was most people's popular pick in, uh, as the big upset was the, was the LA Kings over, uh, over the Oilers. So I saw a lot of Kings in seven and whatnot. Uh, I did not, um, I mean, it, it was there. Game three, the the Oilers, uh, you know, they they were L.A. took game two, and then uh, had uh, they kind of stole it with that whole. I mean, what was your take? I, I want to go back to this, and this seems like it happened like three months ago. But what was your take on that on the uh, high stick that occurred in in the L.A. overtime goal? I'm fine with him allowing that goal. Yeah, I was too. I just, I, I, because it was so infinitesimal, right? Like, it, a, it didn't make a difference in the play, but that, that isn't. Yeah. The, here's what the, the rule says: Are we certain that this mm-hmm. goal should not count? I don't yeah. understand how anyone can be certain that that puck got hit by that stick. I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Like, did it? What did it probably get hit? Yeah. Are we certain? Yeah. No. But uh, you, you know, I'm big. Yeah, you know, I'm big on the. On the spirit of the rule, too. And the spirit of the rule, to me, says that puck, like, even even if, uh, I forget who it was for the for the, uh, for the the Kings, but whoever stick it was, even if it did touch it, that, it, it you know, it, it, the puck was going to wind up where it wound up anyway. And then the guy had, and then it landed in front of him and one other uh, Oilers defenseman, I think it was Nurse, and then he had to win a puck battle with, was let's that, say. It was that cool. Ekholm, sorry. Yeah, so he had to win yeah. a puck battle with Ekholm, take three strides to get behind the net, make a pass that splits two other defenders, Oilers defenders, to set up, uh, I don't I think it was Toffoli or whoever. No, it wasn't Toffoli. It was Trevor Moore. It was Trevor Moore. Trevor Moore. Where am I going back to, <laughs> to 2014 for that Tyler Toffoli reference? Uh, yeah, to, to Trevor Moore, who then pots it. So I'm like, if this thing that was so small and infinitesimal happens and then the guy has to then do four other things. It should absolutely still stand, right? Like it, we can't be here's, here's slicing it that ref- thin. 
if you're the referee watching that in time, I absolutely agree with you. Yeah. I totally agree that you're watching that and you're saying, okay, that stick may or may not have touched that puck, doesn't impact the play, we're going to play on here. Here's the problem with this. Once we're into the world where replay comes into it, we can't do spirit of the rule anymore because that's not what's in the replay rules, is it? What's in the replay rules is what's in the rule book. Now, I'm very glad. Well, you say that, but uh, how about all them goaltender interferences? <laughs> and how about well, every time there's a, there's a goaltender interference? <laughs> like, yeah, review, right? That's, uh, I'm just glad that the Kings did not win a single hockey game after that occurred because now we don't have to talk about that call forever. Like, we can just be done True. With yeah, very, very true. And that said, the Kings, like, blew. They were up 3 nothing, absolutely blew game three. Uh, or yeah, just absolutely peed away game three there. Game four, and game then, four, they were up. You know, was it? Oh, okay. Game three. Game three is the game we were just talking about with. Uh, yeah, with you're right. Game. Sorry, yeah, they, yeah, they peed yeah. it away to go up three one. And the Kings, the Kings were yeah. not only up three nothing; they're up four three late in the third period of game four, and they still found a way to not win. So mm-hmm. that to me, the the King series. Once they once they let that one get away, that was going to be it for them. I think I kind of felt the same way about Tampa. Kind of looking back on it as. Uh, once they let Game Four get away and went down three to one when they were up four one in the game, like that, like that's probably going to be it for you guys, and it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, yeah. Actually, now that you mentioned it, the Kings and the Lightning kind of had the kind of biffed it in the exact same way there. Um, uh, I'm trying to figure out if I think this is finally the Leafs' year or if I think it's Connor McDavid's year. Uh, I just am trying to. I mean, it, it just it just might be McDavid's year, man. They're 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 after it. This Vegas team is they're 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 kind of tough though. But I mean, their defense. Really I have Vegas play well. You do okay. I think. I think I it's, I've got Golden Knights in seven. That's what I'm okay. in this series. Okay. I I'm, just, I'm, I think they're I think they're deeper. I think they're better defensively. And I don't trust anyone's goaltending, so it's not. I don't think there's a goaltending argument to be made here, as far as yeah. I don't. I completely agree. Goaltending. Oh, give me a Golden Knights in seven. Okay, I think that's a. a, I think uh, that is a perfectly valid. I honestly, you could talk me into literally any outcome in this, except maybe a sweep. I don't see. I know I predicted sweeps in the other two series, but I, I, you know, a sweep would be insane in this one um i'm gonna say oilers in seven i'm gonna go the other way i'm gonna say the oilers go into vegas and, and Connor mcdavid just goes god mode and and has a uh has a win for the ages so, but he, we're both predicting this series to go seven um i'll say this for oilers fans unfortunately for you guys oilers fans in my mentions on on twitter unfortunately for you guys the sweep with the Avalanche, it it lives forever. It lives forever, guys. I'm sorry, Oilers fans. You may go on. Connor McDavid may win you one, two, three, four, five Stanley Cups. He may win you zero. But the sweep last year is going to live forever. You're on our I, championship he, video. It's there. Yeah. Sorry. But I, I, I don't know what to no, tell but you. <laughs> here's the thing. Yeah. The Kings had this monumental upset of the Gretzky Oilers, kind of the year before they really break. Remember, the Gretzky Oilers kind of had some... Yeah, the miracle in Manchester. Uh, and, and people still talk about that and whatever. Um, 
but does anyone talk about that? Is it some sort of moral failing? It's just like, oh, wow, that's a weird thing that happened. Why? Because the Oilers won a bunch of Stanley Cups after it occurred. So to me, cores of teams can erase bad things. Mm-hmm. Like, for in, in Broncos lore. No, I'm just... Broncos I, I, lore, does the Raheem Moore thing live forever anymore? No, they won the Super Bowl two years later. Mm-hmm. kind of goes away. Well, it does whenever they're so, doing a top 10 blunders. <laughs> this is not yeah, a top 10 yeah, blunders like, video. But now, now, I think, unless you were a guy who was on that team and wasn't on the team two years later, I think for the most True. part, guys are going, oh, fucking sucked, but whatever. We figured it out. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, still got a rank. Yeah, oh yeah, I'm, I'm just saying. This, this is not directed at the Oilers as a franchise. This is directed to the Oilers Twitter that is... Man, if if they're not number one in terms of most obnoxious on, on, because like, you know, uh, like all of a sudden, like like the Seattle holds on to that game uh, seven by the skin of their teeth, and then the Oilers t- Twitter just floods the mentions of ah fuck you guys get out of here and stuff, and I'm like, jeez, this is like I don't I wasn't even where the the Oilers were playing in this series, so it's just. It was just strange. They were clearly uh, holding on to a lot of animosity last year because of that, because uh, of that sweep. And uh, quite frankly, we embarrassed them in that series. But yeah, I mean, they, the, the, the franchise and the players who were involved in that could obviously go and go and do that because, like, uh, and, and you know, maybe they do. I'm I just predicted them to go seven, and I'm going to tell you right now. I, I think uh, my revised round two Stanley Cup final prediction right now. I'm I'm I'm. Going with the the, I'm go I'm going with the Canadian hockey dream right now. I'm going Leafs Oilers, and then I'm just gonna let hockey. I'm just gonna let hockey Twitter burn, Craig. Because <laughs> yeah, that would be something. That Gary would not be happy about that. Uh, but no. let me tell you, there'd be some Rogers. There'd be some Rogers executives who'd be losing their mind. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, the city of Calgary would like sink into the depths of hell if that was a Stanley Cup final matchup. Yeah, if they had to root for the Leafs, I guess because they. They would have to root for the Leafs, which they would hate. You know, mm-hmm. they would just absolutely abhor it. Yeah. Uh, speaking of rooting for the Leafs, I do want to mention this. Yeah. If the Toronto Maple Leafs win this series against Florida, which we both think they will, uh, the Florida Panthers first round draft pick will be 17th overall. The Montreal Canadiens own that. Pick. Yeah, I saw you tweeting this. this is good. If the Florida Panthers win this series, that pick goes back to at best, at best, mm-hmm. 29th overall. So I'd like to take this opportunity to welcome Montreal fans. To the <laughs> yeah, I think I think they would absolutely. I think they would take the St. Louis Rams approach on this one, and like I don't know if I'm a if I'm a Habs fan, I'm probably thinking <laughs> fuck them picks, right? Like, because <laughs> well, difference between 17 and 29 is huge. That is that is. And 11 Dude. spots is pretty monstrous, right? Especially is, considering their two best players on their team were picked mid, mid first yeah. round too, right? So that is a massive difference as far as the probability of that player being a difference making NHLer. That is a very large difference. Like the difference between 29 and the last pick in the second round is relatively insignificant. Yeah, the difference between like the teens and 29 is huge. Like. Mm. I'm, I'm just saying, Montreal fans, it's a big difference. Uh, yeah, if you're, if you you're can, the, feel, free, feel free to cheer for the Leafs, uh, cheer against the Leafs in the conference final. If you're free to cheer against the Leafs in the Stanley Cup final, do whatever you want. But I think for the sake of your franchise, you're going to need the Leafs to play well for the next two weeks. 
So welcome yeah. to the band, everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think if you're the you're a Habs fan, hey, yeah, your first instinct is probably fuck them picks. Uh, but your second, your 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 second instinct is probably well, let's look at this series as a free roll, right? Either the Leafs get knocked out and we get to go yeah. ha, 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 ha again, or, or you jump eleven spots in the draft, right? So so if you're a Habs fan, yeah. you're kind of free free roll in this. Uh, you're kind of free roll in that that Florida uh, Leafs series, but. Man, that is. Woo! I, yeah, I got like I said, I got Leafs in four. Um, let us operate. There's six minutes left, so anything could happen. But if we were to operate as as the situation currently stands, and it is indeed Devils uh, Carolina, what would your prediction for Devils Carolina be? I think I would take the Devils in six. Yeah, I think I might take. Man, I'm just trying to decide if this Akiva Schmidt thing is real. Um, I think I would take, man, Carolina Dude, keeps here's losing, the thing. fucking losing guys, so, though, too, right? Whether it's Schmid, whether it's Vanacek. Yeah. Do we trust this the goaltending here much more, much less than we do with Ranta and Anderson? No, we don't. I'm just trying like, to... Those guys are hitting yeah. miss on performance not as much, but they're also hitting miss on health. Yeah, so, I'm trying I, to decide... I, I'm trying to decide if even with the injuries that they have, if I still like Carolina's depth better than I like, uh, better than I like the devils. Um, tough to say. I, I think, I think I'll say, I think I'll say Carolina in seven, which is kind of a coward's way out. Cause I'm ba- when you say game seven, you're basically saying the series is a coin flip. But yeah, I'll say Carolina in seven, and then the Leafs get uh, tons of rest before uh, they face Carolina in the uh, in the Stanley Cup Finals. And as we squeak, the Devils just made it three nothing. So I'm thinking, uh, I'm thinking it's going to be yeah, the Devils so and three in the next Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking it's going to be the Devils, and uh, it looks like it's going to be the Devils in Carolina. So yeah. Uh, that'll be a that'll be a fun series. That'll be a fun series, and I sure think it will. It's a, it's going to be a fun little stretch here. Whereas, um, none of the teams left have won the Stanley Cup since 2006. Carolina was the most recent winner. Yeah, and yeah. If, if if Carolina doesn't win the Stanley Cup, uh, the most recent winner would be the 94 uh, the 99 1991 Edmonton Oilers amongst the teams that are still in it. So it's going to be someone who hasn't had this trophy won for a little while. Oh, excuse me, the 99 stars, either way. It's someone who hasn't won this trophy for a little while who's going to wind up winning it. So that is, uh, that's going to be an interesting uh, portion of the next uh, few weeks here as we continue to watch, uh, watch the playoffs. But, uh, yeah, I think that it's, uh, it's going to be pretty fun. And uh, I'm just, you know, I'm hopeful that the Leafs can continue to continue to play well and continue to have some breaks. Maybe – after seven years of this group not getting breaks, perhaps they're going to get a whole lot of them back in the next uh, in the next month and a half. That would be real cool if that happened. Sure would. Uh, one last thing we'll get we'll get out of here. As always, we like to do the uh, what would they prefer uh, rankings, and, and um, I think unquestionably the Eastern Conference Finals, based on the information that we have presently accounted for, uh, Leafs Devils is. What yeah, they want. that's what they want for sure. I don't think there's any yeah. question about that. Uh, West Finals. That's a bit. West Finals is a bit trickier 
because like, let's say let's say it's Vegas. Let's say Seattle keeps it. Yeah, let's say Seattle Seattle keeps it going, and you get Seattle Vegas, two expansion teams in the uh, in, in the Western Conference Final. Is that something the the league would want? Because um, especially considering there's all sorts about, of talk about them expanding four about, more teams. If you're thinking about market size, you're thinking mm-hmm. that you want Dallas in there. Yeah, if you're thinking about sure. purely. TV market size. You you want you want the stars. That said, like the the massive success stories of the two expansion markets that they've done the last uh, in the last six years here, they would probably like to trumpet that too. So, I suspect what they would want is is stars, Golden Knights. But I think that yeah. if you're the league, there's no necessarily bad scenario here because you're wor- like as far as market size, your worst case scenario is the team with Connor McDavid on it. Like you can you can make that work. Yeah, yeah. I think I th- I think the what you worst... don't want if you're the league is you don't want Toronto Edmonton in the final. In the final, yeah. So I I you think want American market in there, right? Like if, if yeah. it's if Toronto with Matthews is in there, like that's fine. If Edmonton with McDavid's in there, that's fine too. If it's both, then you're probably going to be gritting your teeth a little bit. Yeah, but but the, Gary Bettman's wet dream Eastern Conference Final since he took over, uh, well, not since he took over, but since the Leafs moved to the East, uh, has always been Rangers Maple Leafs, and that is yeah. no longer option as of unless something truly miraculous happens in the next five minutes. Yeah, um, yeah. Because I'm mean, looking at the West. I mean, because obviously Florida and Carolina, they don't they don't want those two anywhere near the Eastern Conference Finals. But it's like the worst Florida Carolina, I think, is the worst possible outcome for a uh, for an Eastern Conference Final. Yeah, the, the East is easily uh, Leafs Devils. The West, I, I guess, market wise, there's really not a bad one because if it's the Oilers, you, hey, you got Connor McDavid. If it's Vegas, hey, you got uh, one of the, the, the this premier expansion team. If it's Tex, if it's Dallas, you got the big Texas market. And if it's Seattle, pretty much all of the same reasons as Vegas. So there's really no, there's really nothing there. It's, man, it just stinks because it's like I kind of like the. The Western, whatever matchup we get in the Western Conference Final is, I'm just staring at it right now, and it's just going to be freaking weird. It's going to be no animosity, history, anything. It's 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 going to be one of the least sexiest matchups that you've ever had, I guess. Like like whatever, oh. like last year. Last year they had last year it was. It's '90s history, but there is some history with Oilers stars. Like that was a thing that we did every yeah. year. That's true, I guess. Yeah, that was late nineties. Yeah, because the Stars and the Oilers and and the Avs and the Red Wings were were at it constantly. In in uh... and the Oilers, uh-huh. the Oilers knocked like one two of those first round series thanks yeah. to Curtis of kind of thieving. Yeah, so you know what? You, you know what? You talked me into it. Dallas Dallas Oilers, I think, would would be the best possible in terms of um, in terms of history. Obviously, considering the other two teams have uh, no history with anybody, right? So. Uh, so yeah, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. It's it's Dallas Oilers in terms of like, you know, footage to pull from, I guess. For uh, so I'll root for that, and I predicted that. So that's uh, that's actually what I'm predicting is Dallas, Edmonton, and Leafs, uh, Devils is is what I'm gonna say now. Uh, what about you? Do you want to revise your Stanley Cup final? Well, yeah, because uh, one of the teams that I had making it is no longer with us. Yeah, who did you pick? Did you say? Bruin? Picked, Please tell me. I you picked- 
I picked the New York Rangers. Oh, right. Yes, right. We both had the Rangers. Both of my cup teams are technically out, but I would have, I would have revised my uh, my Western Conference pick because I went with my heart there in the abs, but three games into that Seattle series, I was like, yeah, this team. It, and, this, and you, I, it, I texted you this as far as Colorado goes. Yeah. If I told you in July the abs are mm-hmm. going to be down in game seven, there's a minute left, the goalie's pulled, mm-hmm. and the guy they just signed, Evan Rodriguez, is on the ice. You're responsible. Yeah. Something's gone wrong here. Like, oh, and also JT Confer yeah. on the ice too. <laughs> right? yeah, like, like, something, something has gone really wrong with the way this. I would be like, this. did five guys get in a car crash? Yeah. <laughs> and turns so, out, kinda. <laughs> like, yeah, like you know, obviously Landis Cog's not around. Obviously, yeah. uh, you know the Nachushkin thing, and the other thing is as for the Avs go, and and look, who knows who know what when. But if, depending on when they knew when Landis Cog wasn't going to be around, like you, if, if that was before the trade deadline, you could have done some things that they didn't do, you know? So, yeah, we discussed that on the first round pod that uh, we, we, I mean, it, the way it seems to have gone, it certainly seems like they thought he was going to play and then yeah. didn't find out until it was too late to do anything about it. But if they knew, it's ridiculously indefensible. But based on how it turned out, they barely and have the I don't assets think anyway, matter. right? So, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like, maybe they get out of this series, but I think they would have had a real hard time with Dallas regardless. True, yeah. and But, I mean, like, maybe, because, I mean, we, we were outbid by the Leafs for O'Reilly. Maybe if you think you're winning, maybe if you think, you know, Landis Cog is coming back, then maybe you kick in that extra whatever to get O'Reilly back and then, uh, you know, and then you have, you know, yeah. O'Reilly and I, McKinnon and them. Maybe, but probably I, not. That's that's revisionist history. Ryan O'Reilly is already doing endorsement deals on Canadian television. I have the belief. Oh yeah, I'm I know the belief that he is going to continue to play for the team that he's on right now for a little bit. But we'll see. Like obviously, stuff changes. You think um, so? I thought the, yeah, like Ryan O'Reilly doesn't strike me as a guy who's he's he's not like Giordano where he's in the twilight of his career and can get a not oh good I think deal that right. I think that they'll give him like uh, one of those deals where it's like, oh yeah, we're gonna give you like you know three and a half for seven years, knowing full well that you won't be around for the last two type of thing. But that's that's just really that's just me speculating. Oh, three and yeah. a half for seven years, you mean? Okay, maybe. I yeah. don't know. I thought because I thought Riley is still a guy who could get like six or seven in the open market. Because he, he's I not think, like yeah. he's not caught. Like he's clearly not yeah. cooked, he's, right? No, like, he's not, not cooked at all. And and obviously, what happens in the next few weeks here will also determine some price point. But something that people yeah. don't really realize, if they look at the situation, the Leafs have some cap space this summer. They have some money to do some things if they are so inclined. So mm-hmm. we'll see what they what they decide to do. Um, yeah. yeah. But um, well, yeah, you're not thinking about next summer, Craig, because you're in the second round right now. Oh. So <laughs> you say I both, we, we, there's a lot of questions that need to be answered before that second round begins. So there you yeah, go. that's true. All uh, right. Uh, anything else you want to say before we get out of here? I was just going to say, you know, we'll see what happens here, but I'm, uh, I'm feeling good about where the Leafs are at and we'll go from there. I have one non hockey question because I saw you sure. tweeting about this, Craig, let me get your quick uh, opinion on the super Mario brothers movie. Sp- uh, spoiler alert. If you can, you can turn the pot off now, if you haven't seen the super Mario brothers movie, although judging by the, by the box office return, you have seen the movie because it is making bank. Yeah. I thought it was a fun movie. I thought it was yeah. well done. My son who is uh, turned four yesterday. He loved it. Um, he thought is it, it was his really first great. flick. Uh, no, he got, he got to see Paw Patrol movie as well. Oh, okay. Um, 
yeah, but yeah, he, 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 he loved it. He had a great time with it. And it's something where I'm like, okay, like, are we going to be able to hold his attention for an hour and a half here? Cause like they, they smartly didn't make it a two hour movie. That's yes. That's movie making. Took the words um, right out of my mouth. Yeah. And they did it. He absolutely did. He, he thrilled. He was thrilled with it. He loved it. He had a really, really great time. And there was some stuff they threw in there, little references, like you know when they're going down to that basement and we hear the music, and in the background the sign says you're at level one, two, and I'm like, oh, okay, that's pretty good stuff. Uh, when they're at the antique store and the one toad says to the other, like, oh, these older ones, you got to blow in them first. Like, oh, yeah. okay, that's pretty. Yeah, yeah I missed cool. that one. My wife caught Carly caught that one. She had to she had to point that out to me on the drive home, and I was like, oh, I missed that. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> I saw that like li- like little Mac was on the like that the the pizzeria was called like the it was called like the duck hunt or like it was called like La Malar uh, like La Mallard pizzeria and it had the duck hunt duck on there and then when when you go inside the pizzeria little Mac from uh, uh, Super Punch Out was you know they had his poster on the wall or whatever and I'm like oh that's a great reference and like yeah stuff like you know the blue shell and and the 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 cat costume from it and it like and it's a perfectly paced movie like they don't they they don't like it's a perfectly paced kids movie like you said it's 90 minutes they don't linger with a lot of plot they're you know mario and everybody they're running around doing stuff they're not wasting time it's 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 it's, it's an absolute perfect kids movie i don't get the 60 percent or whatever on rotten tomatoes to me that's just cynical uh because like what what like what, what, what if you didn't like the movie, like what what did you think the movie was gonna be? Yeah, that's what I like. Oh, yeah, silly kid. yeah, like if, if you didn't go into that movie thinking it was gonna be a fun, silly kids movie, then like yeah. you had the wrong expectations before you arrived. So that's yeah, you that's why I don't. I like that's why I don't get like if you're talking about like it's it, it was easy or whatever, then like it, like it was oh it was just an easy movie. I'm like, well, it's a fucking Mario movie. Who cares? We're not we're not looking for depth of character. Scorsese style, yeah, I don't get it. Uh, the only regret I have, it's not really a regret, but the only thing I wish could happen is I wish that Bob Hoskins was still with us so that Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo could voice Waluigi and Wario in the sequel. Now, we may oh, still get John... Right? Right? We may st- We can still get John Leguizamo doing Waluigi, but I do wish Bob Hoskins was still with us so that he could do Wario as well. Right? Because that's... That just would have been real sweet, right? Oh. Yeah. They'll be able to find someone cool to do Wario, but yeah, that would have been fun. Yeah, that's too bad. Uh, crossover Podcast available at crossoverpodcast.com, facebook.com slash crossoverpodcast. Actually, not facebook.com anymore. Uh, so rewind that one. But yeah, we're still on uh, iTunes. Please rate and subscribe. Five stars only. Uh, we're also on Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher, and pretty much any podcatcher you happen to uh, be listening to. And as always, you do not have to listen, but please download uh, the Crossover Podcast. That'll be it for this week next week i imagine we'll be back uh with on someone on the other side uh likely kevin or whoever uh to talk about uh the guardians of the galaxy volume three which is coming out in a couple of days so uh look for that pod uh earlier this week and then i if everything if if all goes as planned greg uh we'll probably be back the week after that to talk about uh the Stanley Cup, uh, the, the conference finals in the Stanley Cup playoffs. So that is it. Craig, thanks for doing this. Good luck to your Maple Leafs going forward. Take care, everybody, and we'll talk to you next time on the Crossover Podcast.